Hey everyone, this is actor David Fernandez Jr. and you're listening to Step Off Radio. What's good? You're listening to Step Off Radio, the official podcast of Step Off Magazine. I'm your host, Rob Camacho, and thank you for once again joining me on another wonderful episode of the show. Today's going to be a little bit more of a lighthearted episode today, guys. Um, I don't really have much to say, really, as far as politics goes. I know that the impeachment trial is going to commence later on this week. So we'll see how uh, how all that goes. Doesn't look like Trump is going to be convicted in that likely. I think they need somewhere like the number is like 17 Republicans. Thus far, only five have signaled that they would vote to impeach him. So but crazier things have happened. So I guess we'll see what goes on with that. But on another note, guys, something that ties into our guest who we have on the show today is uh is entertainment no movies and television uh something i think that all of us have come to find solace over the past year in the midst of the covid19 pandemic here in the u.s is an escape from reality whether that's um us watching movies or binge watching our favorite series on, you know, Netflix or Disney Plus or Hulu whatever you might watch. Movies and television have always been this means for escape ever since those mediums were created. And I think that right now in the midst of this epidemic where we have really no choice but to stay inside and sequester ourselves away from people, you know, whenever possible that is at least, many of us have have turned to films and television to take our minds off of the craziness that's going on in the world. So today, our guest on the show is none other than actor, uh, director, and producer David Fernandez Jr. For those of you that have been keeping up with the website for a long time now, uh, we actually interviewed David four years back in 2017 when he was promoting one of the films that he was starring in at the time, uh, Lowriders. But David's been um, acting for a, a number of years now. He's been in a variety of television shows, FX's Sons of Anarchy and Justified. He appeared on Weeds for Showtime, AMC's Fear of the Walking Dead. And he's been in a variety of movies too, guys. Um, like I said before, he's been in Lowriders. He was in The Hollow Point, And he was also in End of Watch as well. Most recently, he starred in the Netflix original series, Selena, the series, starring as David Kramer, Selena's uh, personal bodyguard. So we had David come on the show to talk about just a whole variety of things, guys, uh, how he got into acting, different shows and movies he's been in, the process that he went forth 
landing the role as David Kramer for Selena the series. And we also got to talk about Latino representation in Hollywood and the steps that David himself has took to help other young aspiring actors get in the door. And with that said, guys, without further ado, I'm really proud to present to you my conversation with David Fernandez Jr. internet we got a wonderful guest here on the show today for you talented talented actor been in movies such as end of watch uh low riders yes man shows such as fear the walking dead and uh sons of anarchy uh ladies and gentlemen welcome the one and only david fernandez jr thank you for coming on the show brother what's up brother what's up david how's it going I know. How you been? I'm well, bro. I'm well. I'm here, brother. You know, we alive, baby. Uh, thank you for having me, brother. I'm excited to be here with you today. Of course, man. You know, so, uh, you know, this isn't our first time talking, you know, but this is the first time, you know, being on the podcast, though. So, you know, introduce yourself and let our listeners know. Uh, tell them who you are, you know. Who is the real David yeah. Fernandez? Man, you know what? I'm just a guy trying to figure out life, brother. Uh, continue to like look inside and learn more about myself, and just really get to that place of gratitude, man, and appreciation for uh, the opportunity to be in this body right now and to experience uh, people, connect with people, and just experience life in general, brother. But I'm just, I'm just a guy trying to follow my dreams, you know, and and live the best life that I can live. Of course, man. The first time we talked, you know, which is it's been, you know, it's been a couple of years now since we last connected. Um, you know, you talked to us how prior to acting, you know, you actually worked in the educational system, you know, yeah. and it was a profession that you worked in for 14, you know, years. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, where did you know, dive into that a little bit, man? You know, where did you work prior to acting? And, you know, what was your experience working with the student body on campus? You know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I literally worked in the education field ever since I was a kid at 19 years old I started off as an instructional aide to special ed students and um, I also worked with uh, second graders uh, bilingual um, and then I went to like a security campus supervision um, at like Crawford High School well worked at so many different schools but ended up at the San Diego School of Creative Performing Arts at SCPA and uh, then after that you know I started just continuing to grow and uh, I started working with the Race Human Relations Department for the San Diego Unified School District. I was a pupil advocate there, a youth advocate, and, and then I also became a director for the National Conference for Community and Justice, which had a contract with the district. So I started directing over 100 camps uh, where we would take um, 80 to 100 students from a particular school and uh, really create a safe space to talk about the, all the isms, you know, all the issues that happened in our schools and communities. But most importantly, what it was is we created a safe space to talk about our feelings, bro, to talk about what we're really carrying inside and the magic and medicine that would come from creating that, that safe space to do so. It was the most beautiful work that I've ever done in my life. It was just, that's where my real education began. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So you're, you're working in this field, you know, and you, you, you're doing it for, you know, like 14 plus years. Yeah. What was the catalyst that led you to ultimately leave 
you know, the educational system and, you know, drop work in a regular nine to five and, you know, try your hand at acting? Yeah. Well, you know what? It, it's, uh, it's interesting because, you know, as I got older and started waking up a little bit more, I started seeing the politics. I started experiencing more of the politics, more of the, 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 the dynamics that I feel I felt weren't really serving our kids, you know, within the, the, the educational structure and the school system. So, in my heart and in my in my spirit, like I wasn't, I, I didn't want want to get up to go to work. You know, I wasn't enjoying it like I did before. So I knew that it was time for change, and I knew that it was time for something because I, I was I've always been in the space of like giving and helping, you know, the community or, or or kids, right? And so then I started asking myself, what's something that like. I would want to do that. I want to pursue on a personal level. Right. And acting showed up for me, brother. And it was, I think it was just meant to be because, um, you know, right away, you know, I started off with the yes man that you mentioned as an extra, as a background actor. And I caught the bug. Like I, I've always been an artist. I've always been creative, but no one really nurtured that. Like no, nobody kind of like helped me see that, you know, I always struggled in school. I was an outside the box thinker. I was very creative, but, uh, I never even was aware of that. Like, I, I never knew I was uh, creative in that way as a kid growing up. So when I when I dove into, uh, you know, the acting world, I found a big part of myself. I found that, like, I was able to be free in that space. And anytime I was put in a box, I kind of rebelled against it subconsciously because I didn't like the feeling of being boxed in, whether it was at school whether it was at work. I never kept a job more than a year, any job ever since I was a kid. And I got bored easily. And I just didn't like the whole mundane uh, aspect of like having to do the same thing over and over and over again, especially because I'm so creative. But once again, I wasn't aware of it. So the only two jobs that I stuck to uh, or or that I've ever stuck to is, um, you know, working for these camps because it was like twice uh, a month on the weekend only. And every camp was different, you know, different kids' energies, different issues that we would talk about, whatever, whatever. And then also acting, because acting every new project is a new adventure, new location, new director, new actors. It stimulates me. And so I think that that's why, uh, you know, that's why I know now that I, I found what I'm supposed to do uh, for the rest of my life. And that's to tell stories, whether it's through uh, uh, a character or through directing or producing uh, a story that I want to tell but I want to raise consciousness I want to raise awareness in a beautiful way all through love brother I want to remind people of who they are I want to remind people that they truly are here in this moment and in time and why not go for our dreams or, or find our purpose along the way yeah man no doubt you know, so like you talk about like, you know, the acting bug, you know, catching the acting bug and yeah. you know, something that even this creative side that even yourself, you know, hadn't really realized or had tapped into a prior, you know, what did your friends and family think, you know, when you told them that you're going to give acting a serious try? Because, you know, it's it was a surprise to you yourself, you know, so how did they, you know, react when you told them? I'll tell you this. I, I got all kinds of different reactions, right? Some were very supportive people close to me. Other people close to me, um, they didn't believe me. They just kind of dismissed it. They're like, yeah, 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 an actor. Because I don't know, there, there's this, uh, you know, Hollywood has this certain power over, uh, 
it's got a strong perception, right? And that perception is that it's hard to attain. And it is. It is hard to attain. It's, you know, for a lot of people, it's like unattainable, right? And uh, I guess for a lot of people, when, when, you know, they know a person, right, like within my friends or family, and you tell them you're going to be an actor, nobody else has been an actor in the history of our family history, right? Then it's hard to believe. So it's kind of like, you know, they're like, yeah, yeah, but they didn't really believe it. Uh, a lot of people in the world, they don't believe it till they see it, mm-hmm. which I feel is, is the opposite is like more more beautiful, right? You should be able to see it to believe it or, or believe it to see it, right? Because that's how we bring it into manifestation. But most people are on the opposite end. They don't believe it till they see it. So the funny thing about it was I, I booked a movie called Across the Line with Andy Garcia, Aiden Quinn, you know, Bokeem Woodbine, huge stars. And uh, they, it came out on Showtime. And uh, and so when they saw me on Showtime with Andy Garcia, because I played like his right-hand man in that film, all of a sudden I'm getting these calls, and they're like, oh, my God, David, you're an actor. <laughs> and I'm like, I told you that about a year and a half ago. What are you talking about, right? But I don't blame them, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just human behavior. That's just, you know, part of how we show up in life or whatever. But... It was, it was pretty funny to answer your question. Some believed me, some didn't, some blew me off. Some have been very supportive and everything in, in between, you know? Nice, man. Yeah. Yeah. So when you, when you start acting, you know, you started when you were 33 years old. And, yeah. um, you know, which um, isn't old, but it's a little bit later than most people think, you know, uh-huh. when people think about actors, you know. What was your first initial experience like working as like an extra and kind of getting these small bit parts and films here and there and kind of working your way up you know um it's uh it's interesting because yeah brother it's the most one of the most difficult industries in the world to get into very very difficult um but for me like i didn't see it like that because i was loving what i was doing so every time that I was on set as an extra or on a you know on a short film, because I did everything for free at the beginning, like I just wanted to get the experience, right? I had no connections to Hollywood. I knew I knew nothing about it, and uh, I became like a sponge. So I started just literally. It was so exciting and stimulating for me to just be sitting there and watching all the different aspects of filmmaking. All the way from the actor to the production crew to the directors and producers. And I was just a sponge taking it all in. So I was so excited. Um, I'm glad that I started at an older age because if I would have started younger, I would have been swallowed up and spit out, my brother. You really have to um, you really have to do a lot of internal work to be able to like even survive in, in this industry because there's a lot of rejection. A lot of rejection. There's a lot of, uh, you know, rejection in that way. And, and it's rejection on how you look. You might be an inch too tall, an inch too short, too fat, too skinny, like everything. You know what I'm saying? Your colored eyes, whatever, you know? And uh, and so you really, you know, a lot of people say you got to have tough skin. I don't really see it like that. I see it as like, you know, just fail forward. Like fail all the way to, your, all the way to success. Like. There's no way we're going to learn if we don't fail. There's no way we're going to grow or, or, or evolve if we don't step into the unknown and and take the hits, you know what I'm saying, and fall down and get back up and make mistakes. Even when I share about all this, I, I, I say it all the time, I'm not perfect. I'm never going to be perfect. I want to mess up. 
because that's going to teach me. I'm open to learning from my mistakes. I'm learn open to learning from the rejections, you know what I'm saying, or whatever the case is. And ultimately what that's taught me is self-love. That's what all that has taught me. Most people in the world don't even jump, brother, because of fear of rejection, fear of, you know, the unknown, fear of like, you know, failing, fear of messing up, whatever the case is. Um, and I've noticed as I follow the masters of this world, people that are successful, that have been very successful in many different aspects and uh, uh, areas of their life, because uh, I study different masters, right, in that way, it always boils down to that. It's like we have to step into the unknown. And there's there's this quote that I'll share with your audience, people listening right now, that has been so powerful for me. And it's this by Joseph Campbell and Bob Proctor. He shared that a lot, too. He says, the cave you're afraid to enter holds the treasure you seek. Now, what I'm learning is the mind's a trickster. You can use it for good, but it can also trick you and take you down the rabbit hole. So you got to drop down to your heart because that's holds the truth the truth is a flashlight so if you follow your heart and in faith and you step into the unknown meaning your dreams and goals and anything your purpose whatever it may be there's going to be fear because the mind's a trickster and, it, and it's here to protect you it's it's just an organ that's here to preserve you and it's doing its job by giving you all the possible negative scenarios but we have to realize that we're not our thoughts we are we are the spirit inside the body we control the thoughts so once we realize that, we come to that level of awareness, then we live fearlessly. Then we can step into the unknown and feel everything we need to feel, learn whatever we need to learn to be able to step to that next chapter, whatever that next chapter may be. I got a little profound and deep, but I just had to because I think that's just how I show up in the world. And, and, and I love to be able to share that information with other people because I feel that there's a lot of golden nuggets there that will support somebody that's really trying to find their purpose or live the life of their dreams or, or, or accomplish their goals and, and whatever it may be. Yeah, of course, man. You know, it's definitely a line of work where you'd have to just be driven and determined, you know, to make it. Absolutely. And, you know, and, you know, was there ever, was there ever a moment like in the beginning where like, well, well, like, I guess like, you know, what, what kept you going? Because you said there's a lot, it's a profession where there's a lot of rejection, you know, and, and for fickle things, you know, for, for petty, um, yeah. superficial right. stuff, right. you know, like what kept you going and were there any moments that were that we were just, were you ever like, man, like, you know, this is, this is hard, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let, let me cover one thing right there that you mentioned, right? Because it is true. Like you can get rejected for those petty things, but I've also been on the other side of production and directing. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I also, that's what helps me um, through the get get through the rejection, right, is, is, is awareness and understanding and knowledge. Why? Because um, whenever I'm telling a story, I'm going to need to hire the person exactly that fits that character to, to, to piece the puzzle, the big puzzle together. And that's a piece of the puzzle of those characters that we're trying to bring to life. So I, I, as a director, I would need him to look a certain way. To fulfill my vision. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's all about perspective, right? Like, obviously, as an actor, you, you know, you can walk away and be like, damn, you know, but when you realize that you're trying to be, you're, you're trying to be there to support the vision and you don't fit that vision, then it's never personal. It, it, first of all, that's the most important thing for people to know is that it's never personal. But second of all, it, it can support you 
if you do take it personal because you, you'll realize that it's not personal by that way of thinking through, through looking through those lenses, right? Mm-hmm. But to answer your question even more, like, uh, regarding how hard it is, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard because um, of the financial aspect of it, right? Uh, I, I wish that we could just, like, go for our dreams and we know like we'd have the money there to feed ourselves and have a roof over our head or whatever the case is. And at the very beginning of this, of the journey, um, in acting, like you're not getting paid a lot of money, you know what I'm saying? So that's the, that's the tough part is trying to balance out working a job to make ends meet while pursuing your dreams and goals. And it's, I feel it's hard uh, when you're when your heart you're you're not passionate about it mm-hmm. because because anything is hard when you're going for your dreams like uh, it's it's gonna be hard because it's gonna challenge you to grow as a person no matter what but when you love what you do like to me I can be on set twelve hours and I'm having a blast because I'm learning and growing and connecting and you know just really in 100% when it comes to trying to fulfill the vision of the director. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, I love it. So it's kind of like you ask a kid that loves to play baseball, um, you know, uh, how hard is it? It's hard because you got to put in the hours and grind to be able to open up those doors for yourself. But if you love what you do, it's, a, it's different. Mm-hmm. It feels different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Now, as you said, you know, um, you know, just by your very nature, you know, you're a storyteller, whether that is a role that you are embodying on screen or as a director or a producer. And you know, much of that experience and storytelling comes from your upbringing. You know, yeah. you were raised, um, you grew up here in San Diego. Yeah. Um, you know, what experience did you have growing up that like influenced like, you know, your decisions to ultimately pursue acting, you know? I feel my whole life was to prepare me for acting, brother. See, we call it acting, but it's not acting. Uh, actors, I feel, are on the, on the front lines when it comes to courage because they have to run towards their emotions. They have to run towards their heart. They have to be able to face their fears. Um, they have to be vulnerable. Most people run from vulnerability. They hide from vulnerability. They put the mask to not feel the vulnerability. As actors, we have to feel the vulnerability for us to be able to bring truth to the character that we're trying to bring to life. So to me, like I feel my whole life, but to, to really answer your question, like I'll give you one example, brother. Like my mom, Cruzono Cedula de Tijuana, you know, uh, undocumented, the mountainside of Tijuana, undocumented, with nine months pregnant with me in her belly to, to give me a, a better life here in, in, in San Diego. And uh, like, so I, I experienced fear even from the womb. You know what I'm saying? So I think that for me, my journey has been on how to face those fears, how to heal from that trauma, the ancestral trauma, all of that. For me to be able to even be open or aware enough to truly like go for my dreams. And I think that like, you know, I mean, I'm getting a little deeper here, but there's a lot of depression. There's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of sadness. There's a lot of anger. Um, in, in us, right? Collectively, as humans, right? There are a lot of people suicide. Rates been going like up the, it's going up, skyrocketing, right? Like it's crazy. And I feel all those are like symptoms of the truth. And we're like lacking connection, brother. We're lacking like human connection. We're lacking understanding ourselves, you know, because we're not taught it. 
we're, we're it's like the opposite. We, you know, we're not taught it. And so I think that I want to be that reminder of like all the answers are inside your heart. Um, you know, the, the more that we go inside our hearts, the more we get to know ourselves, the more we can do the healing work that needs to take place or whatever the case is to open us up to actually believe that we truly can create the reality that we choose to create. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's deep, man. Yeah, sorry about that. No. I'm, I'm just, that's where I'm at right now, you know what I mean? No, but it's, you know, but it's absolutely true, you know, especially with, with what's going on right now, especially, you know, like you absolutely, said. Absolutely, brother. Collectively, absolutely, I yeah. feel like everyone is just kind of in that sphere, you know, especially the past eight months of this year, you know, so I think that that resonates with a lot of people right now. Absolutely, brother. And, and I want to provide hope as well. So, like, I'll, I'll share this. And when I share this, I, I, I want to let people know, like, Whatever we focus on will grow. So if we focus and we water fear, the seed of fear, we're going to experience more fear. If we water the the seed of love and abundance or health or whatever, then that's going to grow as well. And so when I say that, uh, I I, I want to uh, let them know before I say what I'm about to say to, to realize that and remember that because during this COVID time, for me, my brother, and, and, and I, when I say this, I'm just talking about my personal experience. I'm not even touching all the people that we have lost to COVID. I'm not touching on any of that. I want to be clear on that, okay? But when I say that is during this COVID time, I chose to launch my Earn Your Life podcast. I chose to focus on my app that's on you know Android and available for iOS, for iPhone as well. I chose to learn how to edit. I chose to write an anxiety handbook. For people because I experienced that and I want to share it and provide tools for people. I chose to, you know, uh, to, to do a short film this coming month. Like, it, whatever we focus on will, will, will grow. And so, even in the toughest times, and, and the last one that I'll share is, I chose to look in all the deepest, darkest corners of my life to heal those pieces. And it's a process, and I'm still going through it. But I'm proud of myself because I'm learning how to, like, self-love. I'm learning how to love myself. So sometimes the storm is there to teach us, to get us to the rainbow. And that's how I choose to see this whole COVID experience and, you know, everything that's tied along with it and everything that we've experienced in the last eight months. It's been a heavy storm. And uh, how are we going to show up? When it comes to this storm, how are we going to get to that rainbow? Because the rainbow's starting to be here; it's, it's coming. But how do we? You know, how are we showing up in the storm? How about we dance in the fucking storm? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's go. That dancing might get us to the rainbow a little bit faster. You know what I mean? Oh but yeah. So, anyways, yeah. Internet, don't touch that dial. Step off radio. We'll be right back. But first, a couple messages from friends of the show. Kiburasa, powerful. Persistent and prolific. We are Perseverance Clothing. Look us up, www.perseveranceclothing.net. Shop now, you won't regret it. Y que viva la raza. Shout out to Step Off Magazine. Stay up, listen up. We are here. Much love. Battle. Oh, man. Bring them all. So step up if you want to get hurt. Oh, man. Bring them all. So step up if you want to get hurt. Oh, man. Bring them all. So step up if you want to get hurt. Oh, man. Bring them all. So step up if you want to get hurt.
wanna battle. So step up if you fuckers wanna battle. So step up if you fuckers wanna battle. Here we go again. Throughout all of this, um, I feel like in a certain way, many of the unsung heroes of this pandemic have been performers, artists, um, writers, uh, whether you make art visually, musicians. Yeah. Throughout this whole time, we have we have kind of crawled within ourselves as we social distance and we have found solace in our favorite art. And of course, one of these things is everyone we're all doing it is Netflix binging. <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, you know, and with that said, you know, one of um, right now, one of your most recent performances is as David Kramer on the Netflix series, uh, Selena, you know, and you play yeah. her a uh, personal bodyguard. Um, you know, th- tell us a little bit about that, man. You know, what was the casting process like that and that whole audition process that you had to go to and ultimately led you being casted for that part? Yeah, so I did a, a self-tape. Um, I was approached by the, the, the agency and, uh, you know, the, the casting agency, and um, I I did a self-tape, and they kind of liked what I did, and, you know, I kept I, I went from there. But I, I, I definitely want to share the experience of getting hired for Selena because I was I was a kid um, when when I'm listening to Dreaming of You and If You Could Fall in Love from Selena and Como La Flor and all that. And, like, she just touched me, man. Like, I loved her music, brother. I, I you know, I, I listened to her music. And so now, you know, years later, to get the call saying that I got hired to be a part of, of the TV show that was going to dive in deeper into her story, brother, I was like the most happiest person in the world because I knew how special and uh, sacred this project was going to be. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So right away when that, when that happened, like as an actor, I started going through my process and I needed to reach out to the real David Kramer because I found out that he was still alive. And, uh, the power of social media, my brother. If we didn't have this before, like, I don't even know if I would have, you know, maybe I would have found a way, I'm not sure, but I was able to send him a message, find him, send him a message. And uh, I, I was actually just having a conversation with him two days ago. He called me and he was crying, brother, because he started watching the show and it was just, it got overwhelming for him. And uh, he just needed to talk and, and uh, you know, it was just a beautiful conversation, but um, yeah, you know, at the beginning, like he wasn't too sure. It's like this guy's coming out of nowhere <laughs> and is saying, "Hey, you know, I'm going to portray you on Selena." So, but he did. He did believe me. He's such a giving and beautiful soul, brother. The first time that we got on the phone, four hours on the phone, uh, you know, crying, telling me uh, beautiful stories, intimate stories about Selena. So this is how blessed I feel. I feel that I got to know Selena like not a lot of people in the whole world through the eyes of David Kramer, because not only was he her personal bodyguard protecting her, he was a friend of the family. A lot of people don't know that when she uh, transitioned, um, he was he took over the boutique for three years. That's how close he was to the family. Oh, wow. He took care of her boutique. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. And so um, it was just beautiful to hear all the stories, like I said, stories that only him and the closest people to him, his family experienced during that time. And here I am listening on the other end, just like overwhelmed and crying myself. Cause I'm like, I can't believe I'm so blessed to be hearing these stories of 
Selena, the person that touched my heart with her music, you know, she was a very um, evolved soul. You know, there's a lot of people that live, get, get on this planet, but there's only so many people that, that live on the way she's living on. I mean, look at it 25 years later and we're still, here's the Netflix series for Selena. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, she was a very special soul, my brother. She vibrated love, you know, she, she shared her heart through her music and here we are still listening to it to this day, you know? <laughs> it's, it's very profound that like you said, you know, like um, 25 plus years later, you know, after her passing and yeah. still like her, like, like she's still touching people, you know, yeah. to this day, you know, yeah. even, even That's people. That's the power of art, brother. How beautiful is that, right? That's the beauty of art, man. You know, oh, so, something that. that lives on, you know, even after, you know, you yourself may not, may no longer be yeah. present, you know? Yeah, music too. I mean, all of it, you know, yeah. all, of it, all the art, you know, but yeah. So um, now automatically when people, people immediately draw uh, comparisons to the 1997 film Selena, which starred yeah. Jennifer Lopez as uh, Selena. Um, you know, tell us, how does this series stand apart from that film? Like what does the series do differently or explore that wasn't touched upon in that film back in 97 when it debuted? It, it, um, you know, it, it's a, a very simple thing. A movie, you could only put in so much in a two and a half hour movie. There's only so much you can cover. You know, it's just, that's just the reality. So uh, as far as the TV series, um, you just get an opportunity to really dive in deeper into her life. So a lot more people are going to learn a lot of things, new things from Selena and how, what it took to get there. Um, I got I get a, a, another sense of appreciation um, for the, her dad and for uh, AB as well. The pressure of having to you know uh, create these songs you know for Selena, um, the dad and his belief in his daughter willing to sacrifice everything to be able to provide that platform for his daughter and his family. Like man, a lot of people you know um, he's kind of portrayed like he's so mean and strict and. It, maybe he was, but maybe that's the role that he needed to be to be able to be a part of that puzzle of getting Selena to that platform. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, like, I just got a with this series, I just got a a, a, a fresh sense uh, and deeper sense of of their struggle and what it took to get there. And I think that's just so beautiful. Another thing here, too, is that, like, I was, you know, I was I remember when the, the, the movie came out. And I remember uh, everyone, you know, not everyone, but I'm saying a, a big part of uh, her fans were like, Jennifer doesn't look like Selena and, you know, <laughs> she's Puerto Rican and all this stuff, right? And even now, like, you're getting a little bit of that as well. And, and I was just having a conversation um, uh, about that earlier. And I'm thinking that, like, first of all, I got, I got to say, like, it's all divine. It's all beautiful. Like, everyone has a right to their opinion, and especially if they're so... Uh, uh, you know, involved with Selena, they love Selena. Like I, I understand, you know, that we would want the actress to look exactly like Selena. Like I get it, and I know that the dad on, on interview said that he, they did find someone that looked exactly like her, but she just was so nervous she couldn't act. Like she couldn't even. She like froze up during the the act audition process. You oh, know, wow. so there's a lot of variables that come into play. But here's my point. My point is, is that we might be missing the point and right now we have the opportunity 
to get to know Selena on a more profound level. How beautiful is it to be able to have uh, a group of people, including our family, come together to share more of their life? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who's portraying who or what. That's not that's not the important essence of what's happening here. Here, I feel we get to continue her legacy. And I was talking to, you know, David Kramer about this, and he brought up such a beautiful point. He said, David, you got a job because of Selena. So many, Selena's still helping people to this day through the foundation, her foundation, through providing jobs for, for us, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this whole Selena TV series experience. I think that is something to focus on when it comes to this. If you look at the series and you start watching the series through these eyes of openness and gratitude of you get the opportunity to dive in deeper into a person that touched you through her music and that you love, to me, oh man, you're going to enjoy it because, um, you know, that's just, you know, that's just being in that space of gratitude for, for what they provided for us. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And at the same time, you have the right to feel what you, what you're feeling, you know, whatever it may be that you're feeling. And, 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 and the beauty behind that is that you love Selena so much. That's why you have that opinion that you have, you know what I'm saying? So like, it's all divine. Like there's no wrong or right or bad or good in any of this. You know what I'm saying? And, And art's always subjective anyways. Like, so, so it's all good, but I just, I know that they put their heart and soul into it. And I'm just happy that I was able to be a part of it. And I did my very best to honor David Kramer. And once again, I feel like the most blessed person in the world to be a very small part of, of the, you know, of her legacy and of, of telling her story. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah, of course, you yeah. know, and, um, Right now, as of, as of this recording, the, uh, the the show just came out, so yeah. you know, lots of people yeah. are airing their opinions right now. By the time yeah. by the time this probably airs, it'll probably be a couple weeks past by the time uh, this goes this goes up. But um, you know, as a performer with a pretty significant supporting role in the series, what do you hope audiences take away when they watch this new series on Selena's life? Inspiration, hope. Um, to realize that we're all human, to realize that we all have struggles, um, to to realize that when we are going for our dreams, it's not easy, and anything worth what we're worth having will be hard. But it's hard because you know uh, we have to believe in ourselves. You know what I'm saying? We have to truly go inside and believe in ourselves and and not stop. And, uh, and, 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 you know, and have that perseverance. And I think there's so many beautiful lessons in that as well. But I think walking away, I think it would be hope and inspiration and love for a beautiful soul that shared her gift to, to the world, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's powerful stuff, man. You know, um, I, I, I just started the series last night. So I saw like I saw the first episode. So I'm looking forward. I'm enjoying it so far. So I'm looking forward to finishing it. I love it. <laughs> I love it, brother. I just finished it last night. I love it, man. <laughs> so, like, uh, it was kind of switching gears, you know. I want to talk a little bit about your experience in Hollywood and in filmmaking. You know, um, I think, you know, series like Selena are kind of, uh, 
are kind of evidence of this. You know, increasingly there's been calls for diversification in Hollywood, you know, all the way from acting to casting, writing, all the way to like directing and producing. You know, what are your thoughts right now on Latino representation in Hollywood? Do you think that Hollywood um, needs to make a better effort in the broader casting opportunities as a whole in the industry? Or do you think that they're kind of making progress in that realm? You know, honestly, I, I don't get caught up in that because I come from a place of like taking responsibility, right? So we are Hollywood. In other words, you know, if we want to have more Latino representation, we need to start writing and producing and directing and putting more content out there. And at the same time, there is more. You know, my, my friend JJ Saria um, just is one of the stars of Hentified. Hentified's a hit TV show on Netflix. I mean, we got Selena. We got uh, this uh, one show that I haven't seen, but it's a Latina, like, scientist that's, like, super smart and, uh, you know, and is very creative and, like, does... It's like a, like a teenage type of show. And so a lot of shows are starting to come out. And, but at the end of the day, I feel that, you know... Um, it all depends on the individual person at the end of the day. It's like anyone that's complaining about that, ask, look in the mirror and ask yourself, what are you doing to change it? You know, if, if it's that big of a deal, what are you doing to change it? I, I want to hold people responsible because I think that at the end of the day, that's, that's the stuff that will keep moving forward. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, what are we doing as artists to create more content for the world? you know, to see. And, uh, that's the, that's the, the, the lenses that I look through my brother. So, um, and I'll answer for me, you know, I'm starting to tell more stories. I'm directing, I'm producing, I'm bringing more, um, more stories to life. And like, I'm not focused on, they're all going to be Latino, but if there's Latinos in there, beautiful. Like I, I want to be able to highlight truth in whatever the story is going to be. Right. But yeah, of course, of course it should be more diverse. Of course it should be, more uh, inclusive, right? And I think we're working towards that. As a matter of fact, I have a lot of hope because the new generation like yourself is very aware, you know? And maybe that's part of the whole collective journey, right? Is is we have this new generation that's very aware that's seeing it, you know, because you guys have the, the world in your hands nowadays, man. I didn't grow up like that. You know, we didn't have that growing up. So I think that it's evolving. It's all divine. It's all happening and moving forward. Uh, you know, and uh, I'm proud of that. I'm proud of of seeing uh, the the representation that's coming our way. You know, um, and at the same time, like we also have to support. Yeah. You know, if we do have our stories, like we also have to support. You know, and and, and I'll tell you this, my brother. At the end of the day, people are going to have their opinion, and they have the right to their opinion. People are going to say what they want to say. At the end of the day. I like action more than the words and talking. You know what I'm saying? Anybody can spread, say whatever they want to say online, but what are the actions behind it? And that's why I take it to that mirror as far as responsibility. What are, what are you, like, let's ask ourselves, what, are, what, are, what am I doing to contribute to the inclusiveness of all, all aspects of life, all colors and shades of life? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, who better to tell a story about the, 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 the Mexican-American experience, I'm speaking for myself, 
than a Mexican American that's in the industry like myself. Absolutely. We don't have to depend on anybody. Why are we waiting for anybody else to include us? Like, what? Are you kidding me? Like, with all the platforms available now, we can do anything we want to do. So that's where I'm coming from. Let's stop talking and let's create, baby. Let's create art, <laughs> beautiful art, baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, for real. Absolutely. You know, and it's, and it's really cool, you know, to see, like, all these different um, avenues for people, like you said. I like how you brought up uh, Hentified on Netflix, uh, obviously with Selena, um, past shows like Jane the Virgin, even films, you know, like Coco and, like, uh, I think, yeah. like, last year, even Dora the Explorer got a movie, got a Hollywood, <laughs> like Hollywood exactly. action film. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's the beauty of it, man. And, and like I said, like, there's a lot of variables that come into play, but at the end of the day, we also have to support support each other you know what i'm saying so so yeah yeah you know uh do you think that this will be like a long-term kind of uh shift that we see in the industry or do you think that like do, this, do things ebb and flow do you believe you know i, I think uh it both but it's inevitable we're we are having a lot more if we're if, we're, if you're asking in regards to the latino latino uh, community I feel, yeah, I feel we're expanding, we're growing, we're evolving, um, and that's a beautiful thing to see, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. And I think that, um, once again, I think it's just part of the journey, right? And we just happen to be in this certain part, uh, a moment in the journey, but, like, yeah, like, we're coming from a place of empowerment now. We can tell stories, we can write stories, we can produce stories, we can direct stories, and let's do so, and I... And I challenge all communities to do so. If you have a story to tell, let's let's tell that story. You know what I'm saying? Like, for real. Yeah. Why not? Why not? People right now, like, let's say for aspiring filmmakers that are listening and tuning in right now, you have a, a phone that has such a great camera, you can do a short film with your phone. Yeah. <laughs> and you can put it on YouTube or on your social media and have access to thousands of people seeing your art there's filmmakers like the biggest filmmakers and i always listen to them and what do they say they say keep doing it shoot a short film every week every two weeks keep going 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 and you will become a filmmaker and i think that's that's a beautiful lesson just in life period anything that you want to to do you got to keep working at it every day, every day, every day until you get to that place. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think that's beautiful, bro. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, and I know, I know you were, um, I know you you, t- you touched on this a little bit earlier, but you know, but tell us about your production company, man. You know, you've said many times that you had this aspiration to make a uh, diverse content for families and also just to bring, you know, um, positivity to people's lives, you know, and tell us yeah. a little bit about your earn your life app a little bit more. I mean, you, you told us, you were talking about a little bit earlier, you know, but uh, dive a little bit more into it. You know, what was the inspiration behind starting this? You know? Yeah, honestly, I, I feel it's been my life, you know, my life journey to get me to where I am now. I know that, um, I just, as I'm learning myself, I love to like pass on the information and share the energy per se, right? So I've been on this journey of like really truly living the life of my dreams and creating uh, the life of my dreams. And so I, I, every day I'm listening to the, to the masters, to the people that are successful. I want to learn as much as I can from them and keep growing and it's challenged me 
on all levels to continue to grow and learn. I'm still a little baby crawling. And in doing so, um, that's what has came from. It came from is, is that is my earn your life app. I wanted to provide an app uh, and a platform where they could just click, see some short videos, some in, uh, quotes, um, and also my podcast. And we're expanding the app. We're going to do meditation. We're going to do all kinds of stuff just that will support uh, the person that's really trying to uh, to grow or evolve or change their life or whatever the case is. And, um, yeah, you know, I'm doing it, my brother. I'm living it. You know, I'm living it. It, 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 was, it was born from my heart. Earning your life is an extension of me. And, uh, and uh, yeah, what I'm learning now is that, you know, I have to continue being on this journey. I have to continue loving myself and in return do that as well. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. give that as well. So whatever whatever I'm giving, that's what I'm going through and that's what I'm, I'm living myself. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's, it, anybody that wants to download it, you should go check it out. Earn Your Life podcast, Earn Your Life app. Um, and uh, it's just all positivity. You'll get notifications. It's never overwhelming. Once every two, three weeks where... You get a little positive affirmation, and I feel once again it's on the homepage too. That's how strongly I feel about this. Where your attention goes, the energy flows. So if we're in fear state, we were gonna attract more of that because our brain's gonna, you know, prove us right about what we're believing. If we're focused on love, then we will attract that, and I, I think that's so important, such a huge tool, um, you know, to 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 know. Yeah, yeah most definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, Another question I have, and I, I think I think this has been COVID has kind of been a theme <laughs> throughout yeah. this interview, obviously because it's affecting so much, so many aspects of our life. As an actor, um, how has this? How have the shutdowns affected you as an actor? Like I know that California is very strict with uh, with our our safety procedures here, and we've shut down a lot of industry stuff. Has that affected? Um, movie production in Hollywood at all, and has, and also oh, has affected you. Yeah, we were shut down. I mean, we're barely reopening. It's only been, I think, like a month, month and a half since we reopened. But uh, yeah, we were shut down for months, six, seven months, I think. Uh, we were shut down, so you know, everyone got affected. Um, and uh, but yeah, but once again, you know, I, I got to say this because it's so important. It's it's how we respond in those times of resistance. How how do we respond? in those times of darkness or the tough times, you know, and, uh, and yeah, you know, that's it. We, we can create more, so many ways to create, or, you know, we go down the rabbit hole of fear and, uh, you know, we have that experience as well. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, ultimately to answer your question, we did get affected. It all got shut down. It was very tough. And, um, and at the same time, it gave me time to create even more. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, and and that one thing I got to say about COVID too is like, you know, it, it forced us to stay to to be with ourselves. You know, a lot of people they keep busy or they they're you know they're playing house and they're keeping busy and running from their shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, COVID kind of made us forced us to look at our shit. And so you know, I think that's a beautiful thing, even though it feels ugly and it sucks and it's messy or whatever. Um, you know, if we're willing to look at that mirror and face our shit, it, it'll it'll help us to get to that next that next level, the next chapter, the next the next whatever you know in in our in our lives, you know. And so, I think that's super important. You know, even though it looks messy and ugly, it's worth it. The storm, the rainbow always comes after the storm. So, 
So, yeah, so just have faith and hope is what I'm really trying to say, you know, after we do the work, you know? Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. You know, so as like you said, you know, like people are starting to shoot movies again, you know, we're starting to kind of starting to allow that. You know, can you tell us anything about any uh, upcoming projects or endeavors you have lined up, you know? Can we by chance maybe see you make a cameo of Mayan's MC or something, you know? <laughs> you know, I, you know, brother, I, man, I really hope that I'm able to be on Mayan, but because I had a significant role in Sons of Anarchy, it was memorable. Um, you know, they really don't want to include anybody that was on Sons of Anarchy in Mayan's, right? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where we're at now. So, But I'm not losing hope. I'm hoping, like, by the by the 15th season, they run out of Latin actors and they have to hire me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but but, uh, but honestly, like, yeah, no, I do. I, I'm blessed right now. I have six movies lined up. Um, huge blessing. I start working on the next film uh, in a week. Um, so I'm just excited. I'm going to have six movies lined up. So I'm busy for the whole year. And, um, and then I'm also producing a short film myself. And this one's going to be a very special project. It's going to be... Um, very deep when it, it, it's about my my experience during uh, anxiety and panic attacks. So I want to be able to uh, to shed light onto that as well. So I'm I'm doing a short film. Got six movies lined up. Working on something huge right now that's coming to fruition as well. So I'm keeping busy, brother. I'm keeping busy. Yeah, uh, where can people uh, access or view that short film when that comes out? Uh, on my social, uh, good question. I don't know if I'm going to put it like on Vimeo or YouTube and also share it on my social media, but this is just something that I just want to put out there um, because I know that we've been going through tough times and I want to once again provide hope and just, uh, you know, inspire and, and, and give tools to people that are dealing with anxiety and panic attacks. Yeah, I, I just want to say, um, just for our listeners listening out there, if you guys out there have a chance, make sure to check out David's film, A Father's Journey. Um, it debuted oh, at the San Diego Latino Film Festival back in 2016. I myself had the honor of being able to see it at its debut, and it's a beautiful film. Um, so thank definitely, you, definitely give that a, a, a look. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Oh, of course, brother. Um, you know, so with that said, man... Um, you have any closing thoughts or anything else you'd like to let our listeners know about that maybe I might have missed? No, you know what? One last thing that I, you know, for anybody listening right now, like if you are going through tough times, just know you're not alone. We're all going through our tough times. Everyone's battling something. And uh, the most important thing is to reach out, to connect with somebody, a friend, a family member, a stranger, anybody, just reach out. That always is going to help because the minute that we are able to share what we're going through and be seen by somebody else, we realize that we're not alone. You know what I'm saying? And uh, there's so many tools out there when it comes to anxiety, depression, uh, you know, panic attacks, all the mental health stuff, you know, emotional stuff connected to it as well. Like, like literally look up YouTube, look up meditation, look up how to deal with anxiety, look up the people that are, that are, you know, very, um, successful in those fields, right? Like a Tony Robbins, a Bob Proctor, whoever that you resonate with. There's a lot of women as well. It's beautiful. But just know that you're not alone. Just know that like what you're going through, it's it's coming up for a reason. And if you take the courage enough to feel those emotions or to look where you really don't want to look, it, there's going to be a, a sense of freedom and love that's going to come from that, even though it's it might be scary. 
if you take that courage and you step into that that uh, that you know that that uh, that space, it'll be all worth it. You're, you're, there's, you're gonna be okay. That's what I'm trying to say is that you're gonna be okay. But definitely reach out. Definitely reach out. Um, we all need love. We all need support. We're all in this together. And uh, and yeah, you're not alone. Most definitely, we're all in this together. Yeah. You're never alone. Yeah, that's right. Well, David, thank you again so much for taking the time to speak with us. Um, everybody, David Fernandez Jr., actor, director, producer, starring in the brand new Selena series, available exclusively on Netflix. David, thank you again so much. Thank you, my brother. I just want to honor you, man. Thank you for everything you've done. I've seen your growth. Look at you now, brother. You know what I'm saying? I'm so proud of you, man. Keep shining, baby. Keep shining. We need you out there. All right? Thank you, David. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, man. You know. This episode of Step Off Radio is recorded at the Justice Center, San Diego, and our music was done by DJ Root. This has been a Step Off Magazine production.